Before I met her, I started thinking and praying about God help me find a girl that wants to give her life away. We still pray that together, like God show us how to give our lives away together. We are praying to the God of the 我知道我們不可以用真的用自己的想法去走 during my Wheaton years in college, I met a businessman in the venture capital world who told me, you know, the worst thing you can do is that you sign the apartment next to the water and then you're stuck there. So when I moved to New York, before we were married, I decided to reverse tithe. I lived on 10% and gave away 90%. Golden handcuffs are when you have such an expensive lifestyle that you can never leave your job. But they're nice because they're golden. It's a liberating thing to decide to avoid that. <laughs> Just take turns. Yeah, you start. Uh, we met at a Bible study, Redeemer Church. One of my coworkers was going to the Bible study, and so I went with him and met Bible study host, which was April. Um, I said something about this organization that I happened to be really excited about during that time called Generous Giving. I, it was the first and only time he ever spoke that night when he was like, wait, what's that again? She was in finance, but obviously had a heart to give. It was like intriguing to me. Uh, obviously, initially at the Bible study that night, I was really attracted to her. I knew that he was Younger. I just got out of college. She finished her MBA a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> she started, she actually found out from other people she respected that their marriages were five sure. years apart where the guy was younger. Then she gave it a shot. Another thing that I loved was finding out that he lives in a bunk bed with and two other guys in the same room. And that just really blew my mind. But yeah, the decision to live in a bunk bed was simply living an intentional lifestyle to save money to give away more money. Anyways, I had a lot of extra every two weeks. So I got to have a lot of joy, you know, spreading it around. That summer, I remember wrestling with, do I kind of up my game, so to speak? <laughs> and so it was nice that it worked out that <laughs> she she still liked me. For a long time, I was just on this journey by myself, and I would have never thought that, like, less than a year later, I would be getting engaged. When you find someone you really connect with, it's a no-brainer. And <laughs> Asians age well.
I work in a big investment bank on the trading floor. Uh, there are quite a bit of zeros in the everyday transaction in your paycheck and things like that. So yeah, I started off in equity research in the investment bank and now I'm in the private bank. I feel like the first question you get asked in New York isn't necessarily your name, but maybe where you work. You kind of get locked into, yeah, what you do. On Wall Street, it's an interesting industry where it's so achievement-driven, right? So the standard deviation is really high. Everyone has a number in their heads that they want to get to, but then you can just move in, and I think that's like another version of Golden Handcuff. It was easy and tempting to go the other round within, within finance, but also actually within the Asian culture too, where you can spend a lot of money to let people know that you have money, whereas it be your watch, your whatever, whatever, your clothes. Kind of our idea is like an increase of income. It doesn't change your way of living, but it changes your way of giving. So I have a habit of where I can just be isolated in my own little Excel world of my own giving. And obviously in a marriage, that doesn't help. I was much more the one in the relationship that needed to bend to like two become one kind of thing. Now that we have one budget, now we're both coming together to make a decision where money goes. I think the danger or the temptation is investing. Um, and feeling as though you want to be wise with your money. So what does that mean? Like in my parents' term would be like saving, 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 investing in stocks. But then how do we balance that with like investing in the kingdom's work? Do you use the money for good today or do you, yeah, invest it, grow it, so then you can do more good in the future? We're thinking, what's the best way of sustainably give? If we're funding social businesses anyway, why not start our own social business where all the money can just 100% go fund things we love? So that's where this restaurant came into play of doing a 100% not-for-profit social restaurant. All of that cash flow and stream of revenues, 100% of it goes straight to fund all the things that we care about. It's a impact investing restaurant. You get a beer and secretly you're funding a social venture in Haiti. Or you order the cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> and you're funding a, uh, a baby food company in Haiti. Yeah, I mean it definitely is the, it's probably the scariest leap of faith we've taken. Um, you know, you kind of go from like tithing to over tithing, then suddenly this is like a new idea for us. It's almost like borrowing futures money to go at it. When I go to heaven, God's not gonna say like, oh, I can't believe you like 
try to start a non-profit restaurant for me? Like, what were you thinking? You know, he would just honor the desire even if it wasn't executed perfectly. I think it really frees me up to do crazy things.